welcome to All Things Dorothy's Daughter. My name is Nini. I am your host of this podcast. I appreciate you joining. This is the second week that we are talking about fear and courage. And we will be examining, or as we continue the dialogue, um, examining, are you, or are things holding you back? Or you have fear motivators that are holding you back from succeeding and being um, meeting your goals or getting to the place that you desire to get to? Or are you being courageous, right? Are you being courageous with your time? Are you being courageous with those that surround you, that understanding that they are pouring into your life and not taking away from your life? Are you being courageous because you may think that something or that you're going to fail, but you're going to try it anyway. Um, I don't have a guest today. And the reason is I've been thinking about whether or not it's appropriate and, and at what times do I choose to have guests on. And in all honesty, um, the lack of consistency from some um, has has just led me to say, hey, you know what, Nini, just take this journey, um, get the, get on this train by yourself as often as you can, because you have something to say. So there, that's why there's no guest today. So haha. Anywho, we're talking about fear and courage, and hopefully you listened to last week's episode where I talked about me leaving the job that I had just gotten promoted to and the courage that it took to go and tell my boss that this is no longer for me. But I went on to Amazon because what I try to do is I try to find some research or look at some information that I can actually provide some value for you so that I'm not just telling you what I think, even though, you know, we all think that we know everything, but anywho, that's neither here nor there. But I typed in the word fear in or fearless in Amazon. And I looked in Amazon books and I got tired of counting at the number 60. So just imagine there were 60 books that came up, whether it's fear of, you have a fear of failure. Are you fearless? Be a fearless golf player, be a fearless leader. Don't let fear stop you from speaking in front of a group. The list goes on. I also then looked up courage. Well, imagine I stopped at 50 because the list, I mean, there were hundreds of pages that comes up. So it caused me to say, why are people writing so many books on fear or fearless and courage or being courageous? It goes back to what I said last week where we we a lot of us talk about the what, how, you know, meaning get over your fear. How do you get over your fear of speaking in public? You stand up or you go to Toastmasters or you do those things. Those are the what you do. But do you know how? And I, I talked a little bit about that last week. But what are some of the common fear motivators that you have? You know, we're going to dig in a little bit on fear today because fear, the, the research is saying that it is the most powerful emotion to 
the human body, to the human person. It's more powerful than even love. And our very survival depends on it. Because fear is triggered, it's triggered in the most primitive part of our brain. And that part is responsible for alerting and protecting us from danger, right? It keeps us safe. It keeps us alive. Have you ever had that moment where you're walking down the road and your stomach starts to get a little bubbly and you know in your mind and your body is physically letting you know, do not go down that alleyway or turn around and go the other way because fear is responsible for keeping us safe. And fear in the form of fight or flight, if that's, a, that's a response that we get from stress. And our earlier ancestors had this fight or flight mentality because of any impending or threatening danger that would happen, right? Because if they're gonna come across a, a tiger or whatever, your heart rate starts gump, pumping up, you know, your heart rate shoots up, you, you're, you're pumping oxygenated blood into your muscles, your breathing rate is increased, um, you know, the blood is diverted from your brain into your organs so it can supply your muscles, and adrenaline is released into your bloodstream. So all these things occur during the fear, fight or flight mentality that you're having. Granted, we're not out fighting tigers and lions and bears, oh my, but today it's often our own irrational fears that send us running for cover. So what are some of the things that lead us to be fearful? Do you have a fear of failure? Um, that's called, um, I, you know, me, you guys don't even know me, but me in words, um, it's itachipophobia. Look it up. It's the fear of failure. The fear, fear of failure can be so paralyzing that it can prevent you from moving forward to achieve your true goals. We talked a little bit about that last week. And people who suffer from this fear, you're subconsciously undermining your own efforts because you want to avoid disappointment or you want to avoid failure. It's um, a lot of people who have overly critical parents, they carry the humiliation and, ne and negativity into adulthood with them. And this fear can show up as reluctance. You know, you're, you, you're reluctant to try something new. You self-sabotage yourself. You have anxiety. You have low self-esteem. And you are always trying to be perfect. Now, this isn't Janine or Nini talking about this stuff. This is what I found in some of the research that I've done. And the fear of failure can act as a catalyst for anxiety disorder, depression, um, obsessive compulsive behavior. And some people with fear, with their fear of failure, may you may appear successful in one area, such as you can you can get you can accumulate accumulate wealth, or your body is fantastic and booming, you know, but you suffer in your interpersonal relationships. So understanding that that fear of failure, think of what steps do you need to take to overcome that fear of failure? What are you doing that you are self-sabotaging yourself 
because you don't want to be embarrassed, because you don't want people to see you, quote unquote, see you as you are in your natural state. You don't want to be humiliated. What you feel though is though is humiliation, right? So we have this fear of failure that someone's going to see me. And what if, what happens if I don't accomplish that? That's something that you should think about. What about those of us who have a fear of success? You know, you, um, you think about events that you may not have succeeded in your past. You try to avoid that traumatizing feeling that you had because you were so sure that you were going to meet X a number of goals or you were going to lose X number of pounds because that's what you had set your mind to. But those things aren't happening. And so you are now fearful of being successful because all that excitement and, you know, the, the way that your circumstances are driving you to, to be successful, you are looking to maintain that sense of safety and calmness. So you have to do things, right? We talked a little bit about last week on turning up that 212 degrees, But if you're fearful of success, if you don't truly own that because you are afraid that it might not happen, the woulda, coulda, shoulda, then you're not going to be successful or be as successful as you're trying to be. So think a little bit about that. Some of us have the fear of commitment or you have the fear of um, intimacy. I've heard that about 17% of adults have a fear of intimacy or closeness in relationships. And this, this, this subconscious pattern of interacting, you know, it, it originates from an ingrained biological reaction in the brain associated with certain parenting practices in childhood. People with this fear had dismissive or rejecting parents who were unable to fulfill their child's needs for safety and security. Parents may have ridiculed the child's need, you know, the child's neediness as weakness or a shame to control them. And let me give you an example. Boys don't cry. Men don't cry. Right. That's that that creates a fear of commitment or intimacy, because if you aren't if you aren't able to cry and be vulnerable, then you are blocking off the ability to give yourself fully to someone else because you cannot have and Brene Brown one of her books says I love it you cannot escape from a fear of intimacy yet you still think that you can 100% love your spouse and I know some of you are thinking well what the heck what is she be what is she talking about I do love my spouse um, but what I'm saying is if you can't block off one part of your feelings, quote unquote, again, Brene Brown says it better than I, but you can't block off one section of your feelings and heighten up another because if you're blocking off feelings, you're blocking off feelings. So if you're blocking off commitment and intimacy, you're blocking off the ability to truly love someone or give someone all of you. Um, We have fear of rejection. It's super prop you know, problem, problematic in society. And I see this at work all the time. And because as humans, we long to be accepted and we, we have that need 
that's entrenched in our very survival as species. You know, children grow up and who children who grow up in a dysfunctional family, they may go to unhealthy extremes to be accepted by a romantic partner or their peers or something. They usually suffer from low self-esteem. They don't want to be rejected. They imagine catastrophic consequences as a result of not fitting in. Gosh, guys, these are things that we can see. We're watching happen on social media. We're watching happen in people's lives. But what are we doing about it? How are we taking a step back and saying to ourselves, gosh, am I truly afraid to be successful? What am I doing to self-sabotage myself? What am I doing to not give it my all because I'm afraid of what someone's going to say? How can I live more courageous than I'm living now? Um, Whether you call it fear or some other name, anxiety, stress, discomfort, life challenges, the cycle often plays out the same way. You think about all those books that I just put into Amazon. There's hundreds of books. Why aren't people getting better? Why aren't people overcoming their fears? Why aren't people overcoming their their ideas of thinking about rejection? Um, We all have a desire to change, but our fear of what might happen or the worry that we are somehow not enough, it keeps us stuck. So how do you have a courageous habit? How do you have you know, and learn how to practice coping with difficult situations. Courage is a habit. Courage can become a habit, right? But we usually think of habits as actions like brushing our teeth or exercising. But habits also consist of our behavioral responses to different emotions. And for many people, fear-based responses are the natural habitual response to adversity because our brains tend to seek the fastest, most efficient way to relieve stress when we feel it. That means we rely on solutions that have provided short-term stress relief in the past, like procrastinating in response to feelings of self-doubt or putting perfectionism into overdrive, which usually ends up sabotaging us through burnout. Right. So our perfectionism into overdrive, it sabotages us through burnout. And your brain likes predictability. It it, it is primed to reward, quote unquote, you for choosing the familiar responses and routine. So if you ditch the plan to go after that dream and instead choose what's known and therefore safe, you'll be rewarded as your brain relaxes. How do you manage fear differently? You can understand that it's part of the human condition to aim to work with it rather than against it. So you have to assess your body. Fear first shows up in your your physical response to your body. You're going to get sweaty palms. You get that sick feeling in your stomach or this vague sense of discomfort. Our bodies head into fear mode. We need a way to recognize that. So what are you going to do? You need to focus on your breathing. You need to maybe do some mindful meditation. You need to tune in to your body's sensations. First, listen to this. you got to tune into them, but you don't try to change them or judge them. Just understand that they're there. This will help you start feeling freer to better identify the source of the fear and then pursue things you want in life. So 
You got to listen without attachment. I know that's kind of hard for some of us. Many of us are stuck in fear and have that inner critic. And it's constantly feeding us misinformation about our abilities and telling us that we are doomed to fail. Often we're not even aware of that voice or we're aware of it and we try strategies to quiet it or get rid of it. You want to just like ignore the critic entirely, but you really can't, right? You, you, you say to yourselves, I'm not going to listen to you. Shut up, critic. Leave me alone. This is you literally looking in the mirror, talking to yourself. While these strategies give you temporary relief, they don't actually make the critic go away. Just because you walk away from the mirror doesn't mean that that critic's going to go away. Instead, you got to reframe the voice as part of yourselves, as part of ourselves, that's trying to get our attention. That voice is trying to get us to listen. So if we can listen to our inner critic without attachment, without the need to ignore or accept what it's saying, we're in a better position to learn from it. So you can do some, how to do that, you can do some experience some writing. You can work with a coach. Um, you know, I've been working with a few people and it's fascinating how my clients are starting to have these aha moments and they've probably seen, spent hundreds of dollars on therapists. I'm not a therapist. I don't pretend to be one, but what I do is I help people peel back the onion. And I, what I do is assist them in understanding the what but then putting into action the how. And so those are some of the ways that we can get through fear. But you have to start somewhere. You have to remove that inner critic. You have to change the narrative. I say this a lot is about not only controlling the narrative, but changing the narrative for that little voice in your head so that you can stop self-sabotaging yourself, so that you can stop looking for that 100th book that you've read to remove the fear and start where you are because no one else knows where you are but you. Make sure you get a, get a great community of people that are like-minded. Surround yourself with people that are like-minded who are also trying to honor the values of their own courage, creating courageous communities. You know, sometimes our story, our stories get in our own way, our own stories. I'll say that again. Our own stories get in our own way. I'm too busy for community to support someone else. I have a lot on my plate. I have an ailing parent. I have an ailing child. I am in school and I work 60 or 70 hours a week. I am on the freeway from 6 a.m. till 6 p.m. Guys, we can think of a lot of excuses to not create or be around our community, but who is that hurting? That's only hurting us because our stories get in our own way. We need people who are doing similar work to help us see where we're getting stuck and what we're truly capable of. And, you know, Charles Doug, he's the author of um, The Power of Habit. He wrote, for most people who overhaul their lives, there are no moments, no small moments or life altering disasters. 
there are simply communities, sometimes of just one other person who make change believable. I'll read that again. For most people who overhaul their lives, there are no small moments or life-altering disasters. There are simply communities, sometimes of just one other person who make change believable. And making change is simply easier when we have support. So to apply this life that we want to live more courageous or to be more courageous, we need to examine our relationships and distinguish those that are rooted simply in convenience, such as meeting up with one of your coworkers for a drink or something, from those where like-minded people share similar courageous values such as kindness, vulnerability, optimism, and empathy. So I'll say that again. We need to examine our relationships and distinguish those that are rooted simply in convenience, right? Such as just meeting someone for coffee just to shoot the shits. But from those where we're like-minded people share similar courageous values such as kindness, vulnerability, optimism, and empathy. Relationships of convenience, they aren't bad, but those other relationships are the ones that provide the most support to buffer you, remember that, to buffer you from the stress of taking a risk and going after big life changes. So this has been a short discussion, but so important, you're not gonna get it all in, in 20 minutes from me. You have to do the work, but hopefully, and remember I said hope is not a strategy, my prayer is that you find that community that can help you see, don't be offended either when someone points it out, but that can help you see that you are self-sabotaging your success. You're self-sabotaging your relationships. You are self-sabotaging your mental capacity to be great and to be courageous and understanding that even though you know, we got to remove the fear. That doesn't mean you're not going to have doubt or you're not going to be concerned that X won't work out. But fear is that, remember, f- fear causes you to fight or flight. You're going to fight or flight. You're going to get, you're going to stand there with your dukes up. You're going to be fighting or you're going to run. Those are the two things that happen. And it's a chemical thing that happens. So when fear is, is in your life all the time or consistently or at the wrong times, you're going to do two things. You're going to fight, which is not going to turn out well, or you're going to fight. You're going to fly. You're going to get the heck out of there. That might not turn out well either. So again, I pray that you are finding some pearls from our discussions and I will continue because this does help me. Um, it helps me. It's a reminder of what does my community look like? We talked a little bit about that support community, the one that can help you with some empathy and those things, um, again, remember, even if it's one person, is are you finding that community and that person or people that helps you be stronger, be more courageous, and remove the fear in your life? So I pray again that you found some pearls in this short discussion today. I appreciate you continuing to listen. Please share it with a friend. I go back sometimes and listen to it. And it actually helps me as well. 
So continue going, um, my Facebook page, Instagram page, or Twitter and leave me some comments and I will answer them here as to best of my ability. But thank you so much for listening. I'll say this too. Sometimes it's like, huh, maybe I'm talking to myself, but then I go and I take a look and I see that, um, had thousands of listens, um, in the short four months. And so I am doing God's work and I appreciate it. So have a wonderful, wonderful rest of the week. Go and be courageous. Pay attention to the signs physically that happen within your body when you are allowing fear to creep in and go and be great. Thank you. Bye.